It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! RSL fans, hello there, and welcome back to another episode here on RSL Sunday Podcast. Another 0-0 result, our first shutout uh, on the road since April of last year. And this is another episode. I'm Marcos with Connor and Royce as well. Um, it was not beautiful, but we somehow got a shutout. How are you guys feeling after last night? Uh, I mean, can't be too mad. I mean, definitely wish we walked out of there with the draw. I definitely, like, when the game ended, felt like we were the team that deserved the three points, if anyone did. Um, but, I mean, an away game, Houston's tough at home. I know the the announcers the whole time were mentioning like their shutout shutout streak. So, yeah, I mean, not an awful result. Definitely could have been better, but I mean, we take what we can get. Yep. I mean, on the road, two weeks in a row with the shutout. So at least we're improving somewhere potentially. But other than that, wasn't too upset with how it everything turned out actually. So not a bad game yeah. for us. Not bad at all. Um, besides the, this weird weather that we've had this weekend with this this random thunderstorm, how, how's you guys' weekend been so far? Any any golfing so far? Yeah, actually, me me and Royce actually had a a little nine holes earlier this morning at like nine a.m. I'm I'm not gonna say we're we're necessarily PGA <laughs> tour bound, but <laughs> it was it was fun to be out there. Uh, I'm glad we're at least this weekend was a little bit colder than last weekend, but at least we're just headed towards the right direction where we're not sitting in the forties anymore. Yeah, I got a par on the ninth hole, par four. So it was a good way to end off until the next time I play. But other than that, there wasn't much to report. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I I expect in a few years to to see you guys at the Masters then. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you'll, you'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be getting that green jacket for us, that RSL Sunday green jacket. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> but just like every episode, we got you guys some uh, we got some trivia first first and foremost. Um, but last in last night's game, um, I, I guess it's very fitting. Um, I did, I didn't do this on purpose, but um, so we had first time this season we had all all three Bryans start for us. So, which Brian has scored the most goals in their career? Ojeda, Vera, or Oviedo? So, I think I jumped the gun when I was answering this question because I didn't read carefully enough. And I was, like, thinking which Brian has scored the most goals for RSL. And I was like, what? (laughs) Have, Have any of them scored for us? And so, I, I went with Ojeda out of just left field just had no clue clearly didn't understand the question but i was still in, i was still in the majority so we'll take that we'll 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 take what we can get yeah kind of a tough question cuz none of them are really known for their scoring no. um i went ahead and went with oviedo just cuz he's the oldest uh, i think he's got the most games but other than that absolutely no idea maybe he's had stinkers his whole career and his never score a goal but that was my only reasoning 
respect his Everton career. <laughs> yeah, I, I was stumped on this one because we got two defenders and then like a defensive midfielder, so you don't expect a lot of goals. Um, but the answer, the correct answer was Oviedo. Um, wow. He, he scored six goals total in his career. So his first <laughs> oh club that he started. Gosh. Yeah, so his first club was Coben Haven. Um, he was on loan with them. Uh, 39 appearances, he had two goals with them. And then he Bang. played for Everton. And then he scored for Everton, two goals for Everton. And then he went to Sutherland back in England as well, two goals for them. So six goals total for Oviedo in his career. Hey, we're <laughs> we're still waiting for that RSL goal, but hey. <laughs> I'm expecting I'm expecting two goals now if he has two goals with every yeah, other Yeah, he's, he's based on those averages, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And then uh, Vera. Vera has had only one goal in his whole whole soccer career. And that was Damn. in his very first club, and that was with Leonis, uh, a club all the way in Colombia. So, so Vera, he needs to get on the board sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. What 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 about Ojeda? What's he sitting at? Um, Ojeda, as, as we speak, um, he is sadly at a whopping uh, one goal. Oh my! <laughs> so they're tied. Okay, I thought I thought you were gonna hit me with a whopping zero. So I'm I'm glad we're at least at one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Oviedo, uh, glad to see six goals. But we need we need somebody to pick up some some slack there. Yeah, um, come on, so Brian's. Yeah, we got the, the triple <laughs> Brian's. We, we need to pick up a Brian who can actually score some goals. Bring back exactly. Dunny or somebody. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Yeah, but but with that, like like we said, another zero zero um back to back weeks. This was our first shutout since April of last year, which is crazy to believe. On um but we saw first for many, so we saw Brody who's back in the lineup after an injury. Um and then we saw Burton Jackison um make his MLS debut rookie. Um glad to see him get his start. Um we of course we see Krylock who's kind of still coming back from injury who was on the bench, and then some other players who were on the bench as well, mainly, I, I believe, because of Open Cup that we have this week. What, what did you guys think overall with this lineup formation? Uh, I mean, at at first, when it first dropped, like when that lineup dropped, I was definitely on the more nervous side. I wasn't feeling too confident, but I, I got to say, I think – the guys that were picked definitely stepped up and filled in and like played a good role, especially Jackson. I think I won't be jumping the gun here, but at least first half, he was my man of the match. He, I don't know. I just thought he was really getting into dangerous positions and kind of like just understanding the game and being in the right place where he needed to be when it was like time for him to be there. Um, he had that bike that, oh, that would have been the perfect way to announce yourself as an MLS player. Like, what a way to get an MLS goal. Wish that went in. Um, but even before that, there was a few times where he just, he collected the ball outside the box and played someone in. And I just, I, he seemed like he was, he was really composed and like really understood like his role and the tactics that Pablo was wanting him to play. So he is definitely one of my man of the matches, at least for the first half. But overall, I think I think we played pretty good. The lineup definitely surprised me and overplayed what I thought we were going to play. Um, 
I I'm I can't be too mad. We've definitely got a tough tough game midweek and then another game this Saturday. So I I I understand the a little bit of like a I guess I don't want to say depleted, but I guess it is depleted depleted lineup. Um, but like other than that, I I I can't be too upset with the result. I think especially with Houston being ahead of us going to their place, you can't really be too mad walking away with the point. Yeah, we were kind of expecting like a makeshift lineup with kind of some injuries, people coming back from injury. And then, of course, Pablo Ruiz's red card. So, um, kind of looking at the lineup, going over it, at first I was kind of like Connor's kind of shocked, but I honestly thought we played very well together. We started off pretty well. Um, definitely one of our lower possessions in a game we've had, uh, like just going possession-wise. But that was kind of to be expected. But I feel like we made the better chances throughout the game at least. Houston definitely had a few. Some they just absolutely skied or shanked that we kind of got more fortunate with. But, yeah, kind of like Carr was saying as well, Jackson looked really good. Definitely didn't seem like his for his first career MLS start at all. He looked super comfortable, uh, was making some good runs, had that amazing pass into Savo, uh, that nutmeg that, he couldn't quite finish, but he looked super lively, didn't look scared or shy of the moment at all. So definitely excited to see more from him moving forward. Yeah, and I'll have to ask you this one, Royce. With with what we saw from Berton Jackson, I guess with the start last night and then I guess with some of his minutes that he got last week against, against Seattle, and with Anderson Julio being out and some other guys, do we see him do we should we see him starting more matches? Mm, that's a tough one. I mean, he's someone you definitely want him to earn his minutes in training, kind of see where he's going. Uh, I don't want to just start him a few games in a row if, you know, he's not producing or not exactly performing in training. I honestly thought Rubio Rubin, for not even scoring last night, played very well. Unfortunately, it probably was like his best link-up game. Uh, He's making some nice passes. I can never knock him on his hustle, at least. It really is just his ability to score goals as a striker, which is a pretty big role when you are a striker. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I thought he looked decent. Um, But, I mean, as long as Julio's out, you can really throw in anyone. I'd honestly probably throw Jackson, and even you could try Paul or Masofsky with him, but... Rubin just really needs to get that monkey off his back and get a goal in. What's funny is I was, I was watching the game last night with my parents, and I, I, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, we, we, Rubin needs to come out of the game and then bring Krylock in. My dad was like, Rubin's in the game? I didn't even notice. Literally. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, Rubin and Caldwell, I feel like, were the two players in the starting 11 who you had no idea that, that were playing at all. Because Caldwell, I feel like, is a player that should just be playing on the Monarchs because he just oh, yeah. doesn't have 100%. doesn't have the speed, doesn't have like the footwork at all. We're just getting beat so many times. Like, yes, I understand. Like, we didn't have Lafelson out because of injury. We had Ruiz out because of suspension. But we don't need to be sticking with two defensive mids. Maybe just put in Diego Luna, or maybe put somebody different. Well, like, yeah, and even more- like 
even when you're going off that, like, like putting someone else in there, like when we put Anelli in the midfield mm-hmm. and the freaking Swiss army knife that he is like, he, I feel like in the second half really opened up the game in the midfield. He was super active on defense, making tackles, making interceptions, but at the same time, he was also always looking forward and like ready to make that pass. And so like, I don't know, dude, he's very impressive. He, he can, it seems like basically he can play anywhere and he just seems like the absolute Swiss army knife. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like Anelli, but kind of like the same thing with Caldwell. I think he should be more coming off the bench. Do you think that it was a little too late for maybe Crylock and then as well for for Gomez to come in? Or do you think this is kind of a game that we were just going for, like just the tie? This type of game, I think he actually Pablo timed his subs right. I honestly think he could have even waited five or ten minutes just because of that heat and humidity. At the yeah. 60, 65th minute, every single starter was like, trying to find any substitute on the field to take any pressure off of them so they could get a little break. You could definitely tell who the new subs were in the second half. They brought a lot more life. I think that's why Anelli looked insane, honestly. I thought he honestly just played fantastic in the 45 minutes he played. Um, I don't know if that's because everyone else was tired or if he was just up for it, but... As soon as he got on, he's getting interceptions, just making everyone else look tired. And then when Gomez came on at first, he looked fast, but I don't know what he did. seems like he went on a couple too long of sprints when he first came on because he was gassed by, like, 75th, 80th minute. So even, like, 15 minutes after coming on, he was pretty gassed. So Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to touch on. Like, if you're talking about, like, mm-hmm. the timing of the subs, I feel like – it was like the Gomez sub. I feel like it was good timing, but for some reason he, his fitness is just does not seem to be up to it at the moment because there was times like when it was like the 85th minute, 87th minute, and we were countering down the right side and he was just like jogging back when we really needed him to be just sprinting and going for it. And so I don't know. I was a little like at the beginning of the when he first got subbed in he was killing it but it seemed like he died out super fast which obviously we don't know like the full reasoning behind but yeah i was i was getting a little frustrated so i don't know it seemed like everyone just the heat and the humidity was just t- paying its toll on everyone yeah i i think that definitely has to do with a, a toll of it him still getting adjusted to the way MLS plays because first time him for him playing in the U.S. away from family, so a lot to get adjusted with. Um, do you do you guys feel like with Brian Vera moving from left back to center back was the right move, or do you think that maybe three in the back was the right move, or something that we should have done? What What are you guys' thoughts on on that overall? He did like... look shakier at center back last night for some reason. He had a few swing and a misses that looked mm-hmm. very unathletic, kind of like he hadn't been doing yeah, it before where Glad or someone had to save his butt. I don't know. He did mm-hmm. look pretty off. I don't know if switching him back and forth has been confusing him or whatever, but 
I thought the few games before that, I mean, he's man of the match, one of them. So he definitely yeah. is finding a spot at left back. Center back did just look slightly shaky, did keep a clean sheet, though. So you can take what you want with that, but definitely looks shakier than he had in the other games before that. Yeah, I would I would really I don't know. I I would really love to see us go to a 3 at the back because I feel like fullback isn't necessarily our strong suit on either side of the ball. Um whereas we can field three decent center backs and like Glad and um Vera are pretty good with the ball on their feet, so I feel like if you put like Marcelo Silva in the middle between them, um, I feel like that's a pretty good back three. It's like pretty versatile. Like they're both, they're all good defenders, but like Glad and Vera and even Silva when he needs to can like play some decent passes. Um, and so I personally, I'm I'm with you, Marcos. I feel like you've mentioned in the past you wanted to see us go to a back three. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 definitely on that boat as well. I I think I feel like. I think- I think especially with with last night with having Marcelo Silva out, I think that's the game that last night was when we should have done a back three. Um, yeah. Maybe rest Oviedo for Wednesday's match, have Vera, Glad, and Brody in that back three. So then we can have more of an attacking up, up top just so we can steal the, those three points, which we couldn't. Yeah, well, and especially like, like when we have to play like a, a depleted midfield, like we did have to play. Like I know I, I, I love Ojeda. I'm not saying he's necessarily should be a bench player. I think that's just how it's worked out this season so far. But mm-hmm. I think last night, like Ojeda and Caldwell's not even close to what you would expect to be a starting RSL midfield. And so that's where I feel like it is the type of game where you'd want to see a back three where we can maybe push more forward and have more in the midfield and offer more going forward. But I don't know. We're not Pablo. We don't we don't see what's going on in the games or during the week, but personally would prefer back three. Yeah, like ideally when everybody is fully healthy, I would love to see like maybe like a three five two, um, without Ruby or Rubin, of course. Um, uh, with like Krylock and Anderson Julio up top on that attack. Yeah. That would be that'd be the the best because I think that would be pretty lethal for, from us. Yeah. No, definitely. And I feel like just at the beginning of this season, we've kind of been dealt a tough hand with injuries and suspensions and going on and just whatever that's been dealt towards us. It's kind of just been rough in terms of fielding a good 11. So I think this is hopefully getting towards the end of it. It seems like once these suspensions and slight injuries clear up where we should be back to full strength, but I don't know, can can only stay hopeful. You can even argue we haven't fielded our best eleven this year completely yeah. for at least one game. So it is tough to say what we absolutely look like at our best. Uh hopefully with all these kind of injuries hopefully getting past, we're seeing the other side of the horizon to where hey this is actually what we're going to look like come the end of the season, maybe playoff time. This is our best 11. So, I mean, even until we see that, we can't exactly say what we're looking like. But I don't know. I thought this was just a good, solid result along the path. I mean, two ties in a row against two teams that are above us in the table isn't the worst. Uh, kind of just how we're going to respond. Hopefully this isn't 
a new sign of us not being able to score goals again and that we're past that. But defensive-wise, at least, yeah. <laughs> but at least defensive-wise, we aren't conceding, which is new. Haven't had that ever until the past two games this season. And like you said, Marcos, it's been forever since a away clean sheet. What did you say, yeah. April of last year? Yeah. April so, of last year. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is honestly a victory, in my opinion. If we're going to take one thing out of that, we broke a streak that sounds awful. So I will take that and a point from Houston. Call it a solid week and move on to the next one. I think just over, overall from this one, I think just the most frustrating thing is, like, we brought in Gomez, we brought in Krylock, we even brought in Musaski and Luna, like, just to show everybody, like, hey, we want three, these three points, but none of them – None of them could get shots on frame. None of them could finish. They all look gassed. That's what's the most frustrating thing. We couldn't even sneak away with a, a win. So we just get a point out of this one. So it is what it is, I guess. Um, but who, who's you guys' man of the match, if, if any? Um, me personally, I kind of touched on it a little earlier. It's a little earlier. It's a little tough because it, I, I kind of said it's like a first half man of the match. But first half, I def go. Jackson, I feel like he really looked like the most lethal player on the field, looked like the most dangerous and was creating the biggest chances. Um, but overall, um, I'd probably do. Honestly, I, I, I'd give it to someone on the back line, maybe like Oviedo, maybe Vera. I just felt like the back line did a good job at like keeping it secured and also being able to build out of the back. I felt like there was not a lot of times where we looked super shaky when we were building it out of the back. So I'll go, I'll go Oviedo. Give it to him. I'm going to come out of left field and say one that you both probably weren't expecting because he only played 45 minutes, but I'm going to go with Anelli. I think I thought you were gonna go with Caldwell for a second. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know Scott Caldwell just really <laughs> laced up the Stratton <laughs> boots this game. No, <laughs> um, Anelli, honestly, I just loved he can sub on at midfield and just looked perfect instantly. I mean, within the first twenty seconds, he had that interception that led to an attack. I feel like we just looked way better in the mid- midfield. We weren't chasing shadows we kind of seemed like we had a good formation good plan to adjust for how much possession Houston actually had but I mean towards the end of the game everyone did look gas I think Anelli was able to capitalize on that made some really nice passes kept the ball on our side of the half for the second half pretty much so I just got to give a shout out to him I don't know if he was but for me he definitely changed the whole outcome I guess even though the score stayed the same the whole time he was in the game um but yeah I'll just go with Anelli um I will give a shout out to Zach McMath for having his best save of the season so far uh we're always pretty we're always pretty critical of him saying he's not making game-changing saves but I think he had his first one this season so gotta give props where props are due yeah, no, that definitely that save definitely kept us in the game. And like looking back, that would have literally been the decider. So gotta at least tip the cap to him a little bit there. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna have to go with McMath. Um, that's back to back clean sheets. Um, and that, that all starts with the back lane. 
that all starts with him having great saves, which led it, which kept us in the game. So huge on his part. So glad we got that one. Um, but moving on to the, the next match, we got a big one this coming Wednesday. Back for next round of U.S. Open Cup. And it's another away game, unfortunately, against the Portland Timbers. Um, we we know Portland Timbers very well. They, they've they had our number. We've had theirs back and forth. Um, what, what, what are you guys looking for in, in this this dogfight of a game on Wednesday? Yeah, I feel like... Uh, like I feel like this is when you really have to decide if you want to go for it in the cup or if you want to treat it as like a side cup. Um, if if Pablo really thinks that we can get a run in and make a run, uh, I'd love to see him put out a strong eleven. Uh, I'm definitely not opposed to that, especially after getting past Vegas. Um, yeah. I would. I'm definitely not opposed for a cup run. So I'm not going to be ever like knocking him if he puts out a strong 11 for that. But I also wouldn't be surprised being like how shaky our start start to the bend has been to the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we put out a smaller 11 in terms of like strength. Um, Just if Pablo wanted to like put out a good 11 for this weekend. I don't know. I think it's really just going to come down to prioritization and what we really want to prioritize this week because they're going to be tough games regardless. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, this was one of the worst draws we could get out of our options. All the other ones were pretty much home games. This is an away game. Portland Timbers always been a really good team. Like you said, we've gone back and forth with them. I honestly think the winner of this game is just going to be who has the start or the stronger starting lineup. I think whoever cares more about this cup is honestly going to win this game. I would definitely not be opposed if we absolutely just put out our best 11 out there. Uh, this is a hard matchup. I would honestly expect what whoever we play in the next round would be easier than this round. So I would go ahead, start a pretty strong 11, definitely go on a cup run if we can. I think that's what would help Pablo keep his job longer if we had a better cup run. So, little tip for him if he wants to stay around a little longer. But I mean, LAFC. Oh, hopefully, on Saturday, hopefully, he's listening to this episode, right? Yeah, right. He he's an active listener. Each week, he texts me and lets me know that. So that's why we we're nice to him on here. But <laughs> we do play LAFC on Saturday, just like three or four days later. That's gonna be a tough one. They're one of the better teams in MLS. So I would definitely be okay with a win on Wednesday and a loss on Saturday if it meant we were playing a pretty strong 11 on Wednesday. So this week, that's where my priorities lie. So, yeah, I don't know about you guys, though. I I think after barely squeaking by against Vegas, after having a few players kind of slowly come back after injury, I think this is the game, especially in the Open Cup, where you go all out, like balls out. You you want to win this because if you literally win this one, then you have a better chance and you'll be in the round of 16 and then one step closer to maybe hosting the Cup. So I think go all out against Portland. Like you want to have the likes of Krylock, Julio if he's healthy, Gomez starting all out so you can then, then if whoever's doing good in the second half, then rest those guys, then you can be able – be healthy and ready for LAFC on on Saturday. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I am definitely more on the opinion of going for the cup. I don't think we're necessarily going to be going for the MLS cup. So I'd much rather go for something. Sorry um, for anybody who, who thought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but I don't think we're going to be challenging this year. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying we're going for it as in we're trying to win it, but Hey, if we could get like a semifinal game or a quarterfinal game out at the riot, like that'd be sick. It'd be, it'd be just a cool experience. Good for all the young players. So I'm definitely not opposed to it whatsoever. All right, let's get a couple score predictions then, Marcos. What are you feeling on Wednesday against the Timbers? I'm feeling it's going to be a 1-1, and then it's going to end up going to, into penalty kicks. RSL wins on PKs. Okay, Ooh. so this week we're actually taking into account the extra time since apparently my 3-1 prediction <laughs> It's void! Enough. It's void! <laughs> because it oh, went you, into you, extra time. So thank you, you, you for you, clarifying you, that. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't say extra time. It doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. All right, Dom, what are you feeling? Um, hmm. Let me go. Ugh. I'm going to go 1-1, one, one, and then we go into extra time, and Anderson Julio scores <laughs> a 110th minute goal. Very specific and to the point. I love it. Book it. it. So, That's free money. That's free money. Yeah. Go ahead and head to Wendover or Vegas, your nearest betting station. Um, yeah. Don That's is free locked money. in this money printer tactic. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, what you got? Stay, yeah, same here. I'm going to go 2-1. I don't think we're going to need extra time for it. Confident in the lads that we're going to have a stronger starting lineup. I don't know. I'm just hoping we care more about the cup than they do at this point. So, all right. I was, I was, After, I was really, yeah. I was really hoping for a Seattle because Seattle is that one team, especially in the last their last game. They don't give, they don't care at all about the Open Cup. They almost, they almost lost their last game. So, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. Be, but before we move on to our, our last game, um, for LAFC on Saturday, um, shout out to Justin Merrim and Bobby Wood, two former RSL players, um, getting a goal and an assist. Big, big shout out to them. That, that's awesome for them. Thanks for the game, brothers. <laughs> yeah. Wish we still had a, at least one of them. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys figure out which one that was. <laughs> not um, Merrim. Not Merrim. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, huge, huge one. Huge game Saturday, LAFC. Um, they, they, just, they just got upset yesterday against San Jose, um, which was amazing to see. Um, what what are you guys hoping for in this this huge clash? Um, I'm, I'm 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 expecting a lot. I'll be honest. I'm I might be over expecting, but I'd rather over promise and under deliver than under promise. And or actually, no, I might I might want advice first. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll go for a tie and and just hope for a win. Yeah, let me let me do that actually. Let me go for a one-one tie. We we score early. They're gonna score in like the 80th minute. It's gonna be tough, but we're gonna walk out of there and be like happy with the tie. Easy money. So three, three ties, <laughs> three ties in a row. Holy cow! Yeah, and yeah, but we score in this gonna, one. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm gonna 
I'm going to be going the same route of a tie. I don't want to like contradict myself and say we can go all in on Wednesday and still win a game on Saturday. So to be realistic in that regard, I'm also going to go with a 1-1 draw just because I would be happy with that if, I don't know, that's three solid teams in a row. If yeah. we were to get coins from all of that, I honestly think that's a way better step in the right direction. That'd be enough for me to be more, I don't know, excited for some lesser quality matchups. Maybe we can <laughs> yeah. start to get a few wins in a row on the road and a home. So with that, kind of just the schedule being not very nice to us. So I'll go 1-1 one, one draw. Yeah. Um, as we know, Seattle just clinched their spot in the CONCACAF Champions Final. Um, and they got a scary attack. They got Carlos Vela. They got Danny Bawanga. Um, and, and RSL have gone against other teams this season with scary attacks. How do you think RSL needs to manage and stop those two especially? Um, I feel like it's it's a lot of it's just going to come down to staying compact and organized. Like, we can't let some stray runner completely disorganized the back line and have us completely mismatched and 30 yards apart from each other. I think the biggest thing for us is just working as a group and communicating who's got who and things like that. And just understanding where you're supposed to be on the pitch, where Pablo wants you. And I feel like that's the biggest thing for us going forward. Um, especially if we want to get a result of this game. If we're going to go firepower for firepower with attack, we're definitely going to lose. So if we're going to win this game, definitely going to be through the midfield. If we can control and lessen their counterattacks and those fast turnovers that we have, that's going to be key to us winning, I think. But this game's going to be one in the midfield. We aren't going to beat them with firepower. It's going to have to be a full-in squad working together instead of some individual brilliance here and there. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. Like, we've seen the past couple of matches with our midfield, it's been like Swiss cheese. Especially in the Houston game, people were literally dribbling right up the middle and con- getting chances. And that can't happen, especially against LS- LAFC, and they're literally a powerhouse on their starting 11 and on the bench. Um, and with that, <laughs> unfortunately, just looking at who they played and the type of players they have i'm gonna go with a 3-1 lefc win saturday Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um yeah uh, not, not, the, not the nicest result for the lads what did they do to you the, this week to... <laughs> not, not the nicest but call me crazy but i think danny buanga is gonna score a hat trick at the right on wow saturday. <laughs> all right bold yeah. take all yeah. right, so who's who's your prediction for um, worst man of the match then? Is it going to be McMath or is it going to be Glad? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go neither. I'm going to go uh, – it's going to probably be o- Ojeda. Wow. O- Ojeda or Rubio Rubin. Rubio Rubin's going to start and then not convert. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll back you up on that. I'll, I'll uh, back so you up on the Rubin take. <laughs> surprised you uh, somehow didn't still pick Merrim? <laughs> yeah, Mer- Merrim's still the worst man in the match, yeah. even though he's not even associated. Exactly. So, somehow, somehow Merrim he he got to start yesterday's game in Charlotte, which I'm like, how? But yeah, I was very confused. 
And we got some gam. <laughs> we got we got gam out of that. But we got anyway. gam. <laughs> we, got, we got three. We got three hundred fifty gam. That's what it is. Um, but two two huge games this week. Wednesday eight thirty kickoff. Um, you guys can catch that on the KSL app once again for Open Cup. Saturday huge game as well. LAFC seven thirty at the Riot. Be there early. Be there loud. Because LAFC supporters, they're going to travel, and they travel well. So we got to be louder than them. Um, and they're going to gonna pour beer on us from the second deck. Oh, oh yeah, they are. So make sure you bring <laughs> maybe bring umbrellas as well to cover yourself. Or an extra beer to fight back. Bring an extra beer to fight back as well. Um, but if you don't already, head to our Twitter, at RSL Sunday Pod. Follow us. Get some content in there as well. And then once you're there on our on Apple Podcast, uh, Apple, uh, give us a good review. And maybe if you get, give us a good review, I maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you guys, I might make some banana bread for you guys. Whoever gives Ooh. us a good review. I've only heard maybe. rumors about Marco's bananas bread. Yeah, so it, <laughs> maybe, maybe just maybe, if you guys are listening to the end of this episode, I'll, I'll make you guys some banana bread for a good review. So, but until next episode, you guys, take care. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Till next week, see you guys. See ya. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.